Hello, podcast listeners. We have a funny story about this next episode. My audio didn't record, so we had to use my mom's, and we just bumped up my voice a little bit, so it'll sound a little bit like I'm in a fishbowl, but... We weighed our options and felt that this was an encouraging enough episode that we didn't want to lose it. So um, bear with us for the kind of funky audio, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Emily Dean. And I'm Kim Highland, And we're your hosts for You're Not That Special. Where we share conversations about the wonder and joy of our everyday lives. And we're so glad you're here. Good morning. Good morning, Em. How are you this morning? I'm good. Um, I am Snow's well. coming. Is there actually snow coming? There is snow coming. Oh, well, I need to prepare then. Yeah. There is actually snow coming. There's um, Sunday. The last said like four to six inches. And then oh, Monday, I too. I actually have to prepare for this. I did not know... You know, see, I know this now that I'm teaching because I'm like, I check the weather five times a day. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, snow's coming. I see that a week out and I think that it's like, you know, it always changes, but it actually comes up on it. Yeah. So I saw that and yeah, disregarded it, but it's actually coming. Okay. I'm Um, excited. I love the snow. Your weekly weather update. (laughs) Actually, it's like the words came out and I was like, but no, I just, yeah, (laughs) yeah. In the, in the Shenandoah Valley, we're going to have snow. I love it. Well, I have a quote that I wanted to share um, today. It is from St. John Chrysostom. Mm -hmm. And he says, the bee is more honored than other animals, not because she labors, but because she labors for others. The bee, the The bumblebee is more honored than others, not because she labors, but because she labors for others. Mm -hmm. And I heard it mentioned um, in another podcast that I really love listening to, Abiding Together, um, which I highly recommend I think if you like the tone of our podcast, you would probably really... I've never listened to that. Oh, it is so good. Um, I'll listen. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I recommend listening to them. But they they mentioned it, and I was like, I like the sound of that. She was just like, it's a quote, like something about... So I looked it up right after I was starting listening to the podcast, and it's just been mulling over in my head for quite some time for a number of reasons. One of them being, I love bees. And I decorate okay. with bees yeah. all over the house. Yeah. Like I have all of our tie backs in the house yeah. are little bumblebees. And I was like, that's funny. Cause I've never really had any, I, I mean, I don't keep bees, you know, yeah. I don't make honey, mm-hmm. you know, or harvest honey, but I've always liked bees. I also like catching bumblebees on my yeah, you did finger when you were little. I still do. Yeah. They come and they'll, yeah crazy sit on my finger I love them (laughs) um anyway but I just thought that was so cool because I think God does that a lot you know he'll if we're you know kind of paying attention like he's got these things that he sets up yeah in our hearts yeah from a long long time ago that we don't even necessarily think are really important or have any kind of you know um 
deeper meaning yeah, yeah. Or connection and yeah. then you find like this really awesome connection and I've been feeling recently a little bit like just those feelings of you know does anybody see mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what I do mm-hmm. is what I do important you know Yes. Questions. (laughs) No, I remember, but I mean, from where I sit, it's like, yeah, you're keeping four humans alive day in and out. So, yes, it's important. But I know, I know when you're in it, it can feel very unseen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think our lives, you know, we go through seasons like that. You Mm -hmm. know, there are times where we feel like, what we're doing really matters and adds and yeah. we're getting outside affirmation that like assures us. Yeah. You're seen and you're vital. And there are other times where we don't get much affirmation and you can kind of feel like you're just on the fringe a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really disheartening and exhausting, you know, because mm-hmm. we're made for connection Um and we're not made for affirmation, but we do need encouragement and yeah. we do need affirmed yeah. in our, you know, each one of us in our sphere of influence. Um, I think, too, yeah. we're made that way, but then we live in this culture that idolizes productivity. Yeah. And so when you're doing a, a job that's hidden, mm-hmm. that is a lot of seed planting, right? You're right. you're not going to, your children are growing and it's this long, long season of teaching, discipling, caring, directing, guiding. You know, I mean, it's, it's a lifetime. And there's, because of just the, the demand around us for well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What is, you know, mm-hmm. in productivity. And I think it can force us into, you know, a lot of discouragement because it's a long haul job is what you're doing. I think it can also force us into trying to force fruit before it's there. Yeah. You know, like look at my, you know, seven-year-old or my 10-year-old and how skilled, you know, it's like, like you feel like you've got to find their, their niche in life, whether it's a sport or a skill and, and I'm not against sports and skills, but it's like you, you're like you need to show something for it all. Yeah. And from where I sit, I often feel like you know the verdict's still out when they're in their <laughs> early twenties. Nice. You know, it's like this is a person that is still being formed. Right. So I think that is important. It's important for me to keep in mind mm-hmm. because. There's a false demand always to, well, what do you have to show for yourself? Right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And and it's hard for us to be content with I am being. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that goes for whether you have little kids or not. Yeah. You know, like tons yeah. of people are doing jobs that aren't glamorous or seen, yeah. you know, where and work is such a vital part of our lives. And it's an important and forming part of our lives. I mean, I think there's so many great writers who just write about work and yeah. like the importance and the beauty of work right. for us as human beings and how important it is for us to get about our our jobs and our work. But 
I think I love that quote because she is honored. The bumblebee is honored because not because she just because she labors, but because she labors for others. Yeah. And I think when I look at the bumblebee, I'm like, that's like, that's a bit, you know, a busy bee is the term. Like Mm -hmm. bees are nonstop. Yeah. They work so hard. Yeah. And no one would question whether or not they're doing hard work. But the, you know, the honor is in that they're working for another. They're yeah. working for another. And, um, you know, they're ultimately, they're serving their queen. Right. And I think that work that is holy and has, you know, eternal purpose, that's that's an absolute requirement of it. That it's for another. That it's not just self-serving. Yeah. And that's the most satisfying work too, when you realize, I mean, when you make that connection. Right. That this is enriching someone else's life or even being done, you know, for God's glory. Yeah. And being done well. So even when, you know, nobody sees, right. You're still doing it to serve Him. Yeah. And I've talked, you know, kind of loosely, generally about this before, but. I think that for me, and I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable here, but <laughs> I think that for my story, the the best illustration of this, you know, kind of wrestling with work and being seen and not being seen would be the work that I've been able to do with Verity Vree. Right. And that was started when I had just one baby and... Um, or no, I was pregnant with Elisha and it was just a blog and then it grew um, and we were doing events and then we created a magazine eventually. And then um, after the magazine, we had product and then for a little while we had product, a magazine, a blog and events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, and by then you also had a couple more babies. I had a couple more babies <laughs> and I was also speaking. Mm hmm and writing for other blogs and then it got kind of more funneled and we were doing mainly events and the blog so it kind of like grew really slowly and then it inflated and it got kind of big and then it got like a little bit smaller and a little bit quieter and then you know this whole year it's just been on pause and it is humbling and vulnerable but I think that's a really good illustration for the way that I felt in it you know, the way that it grew and shrunk a little bit. Um, And I'm so thankful for that experience because there were so many things that I learned Mm -hmm. in it about um, my own pride, about working with others, you know, about um, confrontation, all kinds of things that I handled. sometimes really well and sometimes very poorly. Um, but looking back, it's, it's just, it's really interesting because I think about like the feelings I was having during certain things that were really good and were benefiting other people in, um, tangible ways, like, you know, running the events and and bringing women together and getting to talk about these things that I really, really cared about. And other people did too. Um, but then how I was kind of sacrificing my my own idea of community and right. 
and homemaking and beauty and stillness and all these things that we were promoting. Right. While kind of like running the hamster wheel myself. Right. And it's such a common thing, I think, you know. Yeah. As soon as you start talking about the ideals that you're striving for. That your life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's can, like we have a real enemy. Yeah. Which we do. Yeah. Um, what is it? Satan comes to steal, kill, kill and destroy. destroy. Yeah. And he, he does. He steals right. and. And he kills and he destroys. I mean, it's it's really interesting. And he's happy for us to talk right. the talk and not walk the walk. And, right. you know, even what starts with a passion, because you're walking it and you start sharing it, and then especially in our time where things can, because of the internet, social media, things can inflate, can inflate really yeah. quickly. And you're encouraging people. So you, maybe you're, you're instilling in them and sharing a true message, right. but then it's not actually being lived anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that happened. And I, I remember kind of feeling like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't right. Yeah. You know, right around the time that people were pushing for us to have bigger events right. and more events. And, um, and at one point we got an offer to have the company like bought mm -hmm. from us. And I remember thinking about that, like that would be really big and right. maybe I could use the money and do something else. And I just, I remember this whole, like, like a holy pause in my head and heart. And I didn't exactly know why, and I often can't quite put my finger on what's happening when it's actually happening. But, you know, hindsight is 2020 and I feel like I can look back and go, oh, that was, that's why the Lord put that like pause in my, in my heart and mind. And I remember right around that time, I felt like, no, we need to pause. Like mm -hmm. we just need to take 10 steps back. And, and it was really discouraging because we had this magazine and my thought was like we're gonna have another magazine right. after that and we're gonna keep on um creating this this beautiful product and it felt like this is the culmination of everything we do you know the interviews that I love to do and the writing that is so good from these women that God's put me in contact with that I feel like have really good things to say it's right here and and here's a perfect you know place for us to do it is in a magazine like all you know the imagery everything it just felt like it culminated beautifully and then it was like what was that all for like mm. what was the point mm -hmm. and I remember just feeling really discouraged and at one point like not even wanting to own a copy of the magazine because mm. it just felt like a big failure mm -hmm. like a big f on mm. my life mm -hmm. and I've had a lot of things like that where I'm like what was the point of that I mean right. like you know a short professional modeling and acting career and I'm like what was the point of that and then you know, other, you know, brushes with, um, different opportunities. Yeah. Like what was that leading to? Yeah. And, and yet I, I, every time I step away from something, I feel peace about it. Right. You know, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and, and I'm supposed to be doing it now. Um, but all of that to say, I've been thinking a lot about um, why we work and specifically why I work. And my definition of 
a good life. Um, and, and the work that I got to do in VV and the comments that I heard from women, um, about what touched them and what was encouraging. And it's just, it's all been in my head kind of buzzing the last couple of weeks because a lot of the things that people always came back really encouraged by were kind of the quieter, like less promoted things. Mm -hmm. And I just heard from a woman recently that, you know, we did uh, the VB cultivates, which was just like these little practices that you might practice each week or each month. And one of them was write a letter to a friend, put fresh flowers in your um, windowsill, light a candle, turn off your phone for 15 minutes. They were these different things that, I mean, the, the end was not to turn off your phone for 15 minutes or to light a candle, but that we might um, cultivate in our lives a quiet space to let the Holy Spirit speak ultimately. Yeah. And um, just that we would, we would notice the beauty and the good gifts. But I had somebody recently tell me that she did every single one of those and that it was so encouraging to her. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oh, I'm just so, I have been so proud and can be so proud that I don't even see, you know, can't see the forest for the trees. But I think that goes back to the quote. And so we are tempted to consider the worth of something, the worth of our service and our work in terms of what it has done for us. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we've walked away from something and we're like, you know, maybe maybe we grew through it. But, you know, such an investment. It was so much of your heart and time and soul. And you walk away from it. It was like, gosh, was that just like one big waste? Because now it's not necessarily benefiting your life. But if your service, the worth of your service is about what it's doing for another. Others. You see what I'm getting at? You know, then it's like, we don't know what all it did for others, right? Because there was that season where we're kind of scattering seeds and they they show up and they seem to be happy. But we walk away and I think we forget that those, yeah, these are seeds that we planted and they're going to, they continue to benefit others. And that's the worth of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, and it's and it's so rewarding when you can see, you know, this side of heaven, some of the things that are growing. Yeah. Already, when you do get that. That little bit. Yeah. Right. And something happened the other day that just made it feel all worth it. Mm-hmm. Even if I can't fully understand um, why, you right. know, why the season went the way that it did, but. Elisha was talking to me about um, uh, one of the events that we had, and he was like, that would be so fun to do with my friends. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And we started talking about what he would like to do, and we put together this idea for basically his next birthday party. (laughs) But it was all inspired by um, S'mores for Dinner, which was our last big social outdoor event. Yeah, And... He wants something like that, essentially, for his birthday. And I was like, would you, would you like 
would you like to do that? And he was like, yeah. And he's just going on and on about all the different ideas. And it was so sweet because I could see that the, the desire in him was for other people. Right. And it was for, you know, bringing other people in. And even, you know, before like homeschool friends co-op, this little thing that we have, um, he's always so excited about the people who are coming. Right. And that's one small, you know, it is small, but it's not small, right? It's like an acorn that grows into an oak tree. Cause as you're talking, I'm remembering, you know, rewind. How old are you? 20, six. Okay. 20 years, you know, two decades ago. And you're hosting all your little tea parties, right? Mm -hmm. Because that was your thing. And you were all into holidays. And so, you know, blink, fast forward, and you're creating Verity Verie. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's just this little thing. It's cute. It's sweet. It's Elisha. But it is a path for his life that, you know, 20 years from now seems very, very far away for you. But yeah. like I said, it's just a few blinks. Yeah. So my vantage point, I'm able to see, you know, the that it's not a small thing. It's not a small thing at all that, you know, when you were little, there was this heart in you to be with friends. You know, you had your neighborhood newspaper. What was it called? The Oak Creek Gazette. <laughs> and it was not forget yeah it reminds me of like in little women when they pull you know their the pickwick Pickwick papers papers. it was like that i mean and you would spend hours and you'd interview neighbors and then you'd get me to copy it and then you like i think you started tried to start a subscription service and it was just the sweetest little thing and you did you would have you're always about having tea parties and we would you know and you're way more, you're like, dad, you're way more social than I am. So it was good for me to, you know, and we'd have little parties and, um, and then, you know, Nana often would help you, um, with those too, cause she was gifted that way too. But my point is that these were tiny little things that were the seeds of a ministry of something that was going to impact hundreds of women. And your Oak Street Gazette was going to become Verity Bury magazine. And I've your events. Like yeah, well, I've I hadn't either. And just as we're talking, because when you start talking about Elisha, so yeah, and they're just, but I, I don't, I had a couple thoughts, but I, I want to let you finish because I interrupted. Did you? Well, I just think that it's, it's such a hard place, but also a really freeing place to be where I am now. And this is not like a death sentence on VV. That's not what I'm, I'm talking right. about, but just in this place of like holding to be okay with it. Right. And, yeah. To be with, okay with being quiet. Yeah. And it's, it's painful because there's a part of me that is dying. And it is this part that needs to be seen needs to be recognized. And I'm yeah. not at all. I just want to like, take a step, take a beat, say, I'm not at all saying that if you are doing a work that is recognized that that's bad no. or that that's inherently prideful. I'm right. just saying that from where I sit, you know, most of my work is really quiet um, and unseen. And 
I am finding uh, joy and beauty in that that is deeper than anything I ever did right. with Verity Verie. Um, and at the same time, you know, from the quote public eye, I have all these questions. I mean, it feels like just this whole year I've had people asking like, what are you doing with baby? So yeah. what's going on with baby? So where are you with baby? And it's so funny because there's this, I, and I know none of those people mean any harm. I, right. But to me, it's like, Emmy, like, what, do, what yeah. did you do with yeah. that thing? Like, what in the world are you doing? Yeah. And, and, you know, behind the scenes, I'm living probably like the richest part of my motherhood journey so far. Right. And I'm just delighting in the stage of life that I'm in. Well, and I just think that so goes back to two different paradigms, a culture that says, what are you doing with your life? You know, I always remember um, your grandpa, dad's dad, when I was having, you know, baby after baby, and then all the other, you know, family members, there were, you know, two income families, and they were, you know, they just weren't in that season yet. So I was a little bit ahead, and I'm having all the babies. And we'd get together and they'd be talking about their new jobs or their this or that. And, you know, and they and all that goes along with that, you know, they were Mm -hmm. professional Mm -hmm. and I was at home, you know, in sweats. And and I remember grandpa would, you know, call just he was very, you know, he was always kind of checking out on checking in on everyone. And he'd call me and he'd say, so what's up? And I'd say laundry and diapers mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and I was always just because I felt like I don't have you know I can't tell you about my new deal or my mm-hmm. new you know whatever and it became our joke you know he'd say what's up I'd say laundry and diapers tons of it you know <laughs> I was like I did 10 loads today and changed 20 diapers and um but you know just that why did I bring that up I guess oh the two paradigms right so the the productivity and um and there's nothing wrong with you know we always feel like we have to disclaimer if you're working outside the home and very productive and have a successful job business whatever that is awesome um and then i mean we can make the same mistake about in home the point being that it's it's who we are not what we're doing and the things we do serve who we are, who we're becoming. Mm-hmm. And that's, and so the, the, um, the means are, are not the end we are. Right. And so a busy season, a productive season is not about, it, it's so easy to shift it into, you know, that, that informs my worth. That informs who I am. Yeah. Um, and some of us are more comfortable in that season. Some people are going to be more comfortable in that busy, high yeah. productivity yeah. season. Well, and I mean, it's, it's exciting. You know, when I look at the times that I've been doing, you know, quote unquote, big things. Yeah. It's funny, though, even then, as I'm saying it. So I don't th- look at necessarily all the years I was at home homeschooling, raising children is when I was doing, quote unquote, big things. But then when, if I step back and I'm objective, those are the biggest things that I've done, mm-hmm. right? Because they're people, they're eternal, and they 
they are expanding exponentially as you guys marry and have kids. So that really is, but that's not what our culture looks at. Our culture, you know, looks at the other things, the events, the the organizations, the, you know, the other six books. The, right. Those. And so I do have a point. I, as you were talking, I was thinking about a path and I, I just so often think about, you know, our life is a path and there are times where it's clear and lovely. And then there's times where it's dark and confusing. And I think that these, these things in our lives, it's like the path has widened. Mm-hmm. And so we have this opportunity um, or this season where we're doing something that's exciting and is an expression of who we are. and does serve other people but there's this tendency for it to become its own path yeah and so in my mind it's like the path has widened and now that path that thing for you Verity Varee for me you know maybe when I was doing more speaking and writing it's it's like going off on its own way yeah. And it seems like, oh, well, surely I should be. But I'm like, well, no, that that path is isn't my true north, you yeah. know, and it's and so my path narrows again and it can feel like, oh, wow, I really blew it. You know, I didn't. Or why? Why am I back on this this skinny path? Mm-hmm. But I, I know who I am. I know what I'm about. And I think that that's what pulls us back you know I just got this wild picture as you were talking of pruning and I was just thinking about the way that VV went mm-hmm. and how it was like whoosh mm-hmm. and it just like I mean because that's what it felt like mm-hmm. it felt exciting it felt yeah. like this just blew up and I'm just a mom with babies and and all my friends are you know we're just we're just normal everyday people and yeah and what happened? I mean, it wasn't even that, you know, quote unquote big, like right, even yeah. by social media standards. But for me, it was like, ah, it's working. People are coming. It's, it, this is amazing. You know, when you have a dream and a vision and then it just starts to blossom, you feel incredible. It's like a high. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, just as you were talking about the paths, I got this vision of pruning mm-hmm. because what do we do, you know, with our rose bushes Oh yeah. after a yeah. huge, yeah. huge blossom? we cut it all back and that right. feels so counter, yes. you know, like, because we're so pro-life, we're so pro-growth, right. pro-fruit, yeah. but pruning, yeah. like, I don't love that part of the season. Well, you when know? you were talking earlier about how, you know, there's something in you dying, I thought, this is like, how many analogies can we put into this? But I thought of a fallow field, yeah, a field that's left and everything just dies. Yeah. But even in that dying, all of the nutrients and, you know, just that is really, really enriching to the soil for future growth. Right. And maybe you're in a pruning season. Yeah. Maybe I'm in a pruning season. Well, just even the seasons. Yeah. Just the we want to, you know, live in perpetual harvest. That's it. I'm in the winter of my soul. Yeah. That's where we are. Well, and I think it's awesome to see the fruit of our labor, but, and then to, and yeah, winter can be really deceiving. I love winter though, because it's, I think winter is revealing. I love the trees in winter. You can see what it really is. 
you know, it's really beautiful is, you know, in the church ordinary times where they wear green vestments. Right. Yeah. Green for growth. Yeah. And yeah. that ordinary time is when, when things grow. Yeah. I thought that was so beautiful. Elisha was asking me the other night, like, what ordinary time meant. Right. Because he's like, oh, bummer, ordinary time. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. But you know what's really cool is we've got these green vestments. Right. You know, that we're looking at. And those signify growth. We've yeah. got all kinds of things growing. And ordinary, it doesn't mean what we think. So ordinary is like, blah, you know, but ordinary, it's called ordinary because it's ordinal numbers. Mm-hmm. They're counting the weeks until, you know, the, I guess right now it's ordinary time until Lent. And then after Lent, there's a long period of ordinary, ordinal time where they count the weeks till till Advent. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even have that sense of, yeah, this is just ordinary time you know but it's yeah yeah and and isn't that so like us you know we want the celebrations and feasts yeah all the time but to celebrate and feast you need to labor yeah and the fruit of your labor then is that time of feasting and um and we can get sick on a feast (laughs) yeah yeah well and we we wouldn't love it I mean, we do get sick of it. You know, the other day I was like throwing away the last of, you know, you get to the point after the holidays where you're like, I'm just throwing away this box of chocolates because it doesn't have the appeal, you know. Never feel, never, ever feel bad about throwing away sugar. You don't need it. It's, it's fun. <laughs> if you throw it in the trash, it's fun. Everybody's better for it. I don't it. ever yeah. feel bad about throwing away an entire box of cookies. Yeah. You throw away, you're dangerous when I it comes dangerous. to throwing away things. Yeah, I'm going to put homing devices on anything I give you to know if it's getting thrown out. Um, But so (laughs) where do we, how do we wrap this up? Yeah, I guess to me, it's, it's all good. Those times of productivity are really, really good, but nobody needs to tell us that, right? When you're getting all the applaud and affirmations and you have this to show for all your work. I think that's what I'm getting at. It's right. like when you don't have anything to show, it feels less than. It right. feels automatically not as important, you know. And and that's why I loved that quote that, you know, the bee, mm-hmm. it's her honor is that she's working for other people and not that just that she's working. Right. And I was like. Well, praise God, I'm automatically in a position where I'm always working for other people. Right. <laughs> so I know for sure when my head hits the pillow every night yeah. that I worked for pretty, I mean, pretty thankless, you know, clients, if I might add, you know, they're um, demanding. Right. Where with BV, I got thank you notes. Like people would write to me you all mean the time. The kids aren't giving you thank you notes? Not quite yet. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. Elisha will soon be making the copy. Ezra will be writing me. <laughs> Songs love songs appreciation <laughs> yeah. it comes it comes one and, day and sometimes you know they wrap their arms around your neck and they say mm-hmm. i love you unprompted and it's like mm-hmm. you've been handed the world but i guess i just i i was thinking about the way i feel and really wanted to encourage anyone who might be feeling the same way like you're not seen right or like the work you do and i'm not just talking to mothers i'm just talking yeah. to anybody who feels as though they don't have a lot of um 
fruit right now. Like right. they can't show a whole lot. I mean, sometimes you can even feel that, you know, when you're just pumping out a lot of content on Instagram, you know, like, yes, like I shared this thing that I'm passionate about and I'm seen and I'm heard and someone understands what I'm saying and it's validating. Right. And when you don't have that, you know, for a while, yeah, you can just feel alone mm-hmm. and, um, and small and mm-hmm. unimportant, but you're not small mm-hmm. and you're not unimportant. And sometimes the quiet work is the most important work. It Absolutely. Yeah. The, you know, man, our analogies are really, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking about roots. Roots yeah, that's grow what deep I was, yeah. and we need them. And that's what happens in the winter. Or the tree yeah. falls over. Right, right. Quite literally. And, yeah. and that's, yeah, the beautiful, beautiful season that we're in um, where roots are growing deep and going deep. And you know that there's a scripture, uh, I think it's in Corinthians, but it says, you know, we are those who look not what is seen, but at the unseen. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that comes right at the after, you know, I think it's um, Paul is exhorting people to persevere, mm-hmm. right? And so that is so important to keep in mind, you know, there's there's more to reality than just what we see. Yeah. And to have faith and trust that as we keep showing up, whatever it's, it is that we're showing up to and we're doing it in love of God and others that it is it is meaningful and there's so much honor in it yes 